everyone, I'm Jason Ford from MakingStarWars.net, and this is Force Ghost Rob. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. Do you do you see Tina Turner over there? Is she rolling on the river? Oh, oh come on, that's not what. Oh. Wait, I'm saying she made it to four seven. That's that's not that's not ah. Just me, the Toys R Uses, the KBs. That <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us should be a blue ghost. I mean. Here. <laughs> I mean, you either go to the place for alligators or you go to the Thunderdome. So, <laughs> so hmm. I think she went to the good place. But yeah, <clears throat> it's true. What would Alleginis ever do? <laughs> Not no, I'm saying Alleginis is he's up in the good space. I'm I'm giving Alleginis. Oh, I thought you said or. I thought you said or. No, I mean either either you're with Alleginis or you're in the Thunderdome. Oh, so I, I got Thunderdome Turner was is post-apocalyptic. You're a force. Come on, Rob, catch up. She so was in the Thunderdome, you can you can't blame me for that one. I know, but she she didn't want to stay there. You know, nobody in the Thunderdome wanted to be in the Thunderdome. I, I stand by it, man. Like it was like a few days ago. I said, "You ever see an actor in a movie, or you just fucking hate him, and you can't not hate him?" Because of the role, and I was like, for me, mm -hmm. it was Lawrence Fishburne. It kept me from seeing The Matrix when it came out. Because I was like, fucking guy beat up Tina Turner. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the movie, like, yeah. That movie got me, man. I was like 12, 13 or something. But that was when I was really dealing with, you know, the shit I saw my mom go through when I was a kid. Like, I don't know. It hit me around that age. For, it took, took years. But when I saw yeah. Lawrence Fishburne smack fucking, I was like, that motherfucker. You know, like, I wanted right. I hated him more than Cobra Kai. Think about that, Jason. <laughs> Lawrence didn't do it. Lawrence just did a good job. No, I know. I know. I know. It wasn't Lawrence. I know. I know. I know. But I was a kid. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I've grown a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Little no, bit. It, it was a little bit. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that that movie like in years. So I don't know if it holds up. But when it came out, it was pretty good. The uh, she should have won best actress. What's love? Actors. What's love got to do with What's it? Love got to do it. Yeah, she should have won best. Angela Bassett. She should have won. They both. Should they, have. I don't know if he did. Yeah, I think he may have got nominated, but she didn't win. Obviously, yeah. they should have called it Private Dancer. That would have got the award. Um, Star Wars Santa says, "Please like that. the show." That's a, that's a that's a musical joke, right? You just made a. No, but is it Private Dancer? Doesn't she have the song "I'm Your Private Dancer"? Isn't doesn't she do that? I don't. I don't know, man. I, I think her. I think her proud song Mary, that's not proud Mary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what's I'm love got to do with it. Pretty yeah. sure she does private dancer too, and she, she's she gets she gets pretty into it. Hi, Santa. <laughs> Santa says please like the show. Best what best made an observation, dude. Check this one out. You okay. Rob just hates Lawrence's Johnny Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Larry you know, Kasdan. I Lawrence cast. I, if there's a Lawrence cast, and fuck that guy. Uh, I always say people. Lawrence, uh, what's remember? What's what was that? What was that? Music? What was that? What was that? You know it. Lawrence. Lawrence. Batman. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Yeah, right. I, know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said Florence when, I, when the first time I saw it. Florence. I was like Florence Henderson. Why would I say Florence? Florence like, the Machine. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I was like Florence Henderson. You know, back in the day, but the mom from Brady Bunch. One of the stupidest rumors ever was that the lady from Florence and the Machine was Mara Jade in episode seven. I was like, just fucking just stop. No. And everyone was like, uh, I think it might be real. I'm like, no, JJ Abrams probably just like wanted tickets to prove to people he's not 50, but he's 50, and you know, whatever. I'll never forget the time 
Ronnie the limo driver pronounce it Florence and the Mackine. <laughs> in the Mackine. In the Mackine. And they were like, what? What did you say? Like, <laughs> you know, people go, they like to show all those clips of Stern talking to, to uh, you know, actresses and swimsuit chicks, you know, whatever. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't much care for it in the 90s either. The E Show, which E Show would show that stuff, yeah. but that was like, 30 minutes of a three-hour show and the other three hours was when ronnie or gary would say something stupid and they wouldn't let it go for three fucking hours oh man oh maybe so i listened live when he got the baba booey name the the, Mm -hmm. he he called a bob he was buying animation cells and he he yeah and he said it was a baba booey and they fucking oh man well that's what i learned you could just they call that in wrestling work in the leg you ever see that where they just they mm-hmm. take the one leg and they keep working it to build like the guy's injured? Mm-hmm. You find someone's weak spot. You just just mm-hmm. keep attacking it. You just don't like let it go. Lawrence bringing up. Yeah, like Lawrence's. Yeah, I apparently have a weakness for Lawrence. Lawrence. Je- Jennifer Lawrence. You I like her. Lowry's. Like, like you. Oh, I was gonna. You've always no, said no, that you would win the Hunger Games. <laughs> you've always said that. You said you're never hungry. You'd win Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, no, I got a soft spot for that one. I uh I always like to win the bet. We'll get on to the Star Wars news in a minute, folks. I like to win this bet. There is none. Uh, I usually make it's like uh, what's the first music video Beavis and Butthead ever reviewed? Oh shit, nobody knows that. It's been lost to time. It's Johnny Lawrence. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. His he put out a music video at the time, right? Mm-hmm. From Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Sorry, Joey. Whoa. Lawrence. Said Johnny, but Joey yeah, Lawrence, that... yeah. That asshole. Joey Lawrence. Yeah, they, they, the first video they ever did was Joey Lawrence when he had hair. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Oh, does he not? Does he not have? Does he not have hair now? No, now he looks like Joe Rogan. Looks like oh, Joe. that'll teach him. That'll yeah. teach him. Yeah. Um, Matthew asks if Indiana Jones Five is a box office failure. Can we expect expect Kathy Kennedy to quit? I I kind of don't think it would go that way. If hmm. I I kind of like. I don't think they would make it seem like it was because of something in particular. So I think it would be like, uh, it would start to roll out, you know, in a different way than that. Um, What I will say is I don't know if it's, you know, time for her to go or whatever, but it is time for them to stop marketing their crap the way that they do when i say crap i mean it lovingly like this indiana you know indiana jones we've gone now for a whole year no production updates while they were happening that were worth a damn no behind the scenes stuff like no fan interaction you know in any way other than like mangled yelling at at fakers that was funny though but stuff like that (laughs) and then and then and then and then but then like we don't know we don't we didn't know what the what the you know the what the plot really was we didn't we don't know and there's like kind of two plots that we're going to get into today so um general really general but lots of general bullet point and spoilers will be in th- this episode i don't think it's going to ruin the movie for you if you know the stuff but it's up to you if it ruins it or not i don't know if it will i can't you know i can't guess you guys but i know for me doesn't really seem like it's going to ruin it. In fact, I think it's going to set expectations for me. So that's kind of why I like this uh, little document we got here going. But um, anyways, on the marketing side of things, they wouldn't tell us what is Indy's emotional journey. They wouldn't be clear about that. 
they wouldn't be clear about what the MacGuffin was. So what they did was they had a very broad Indiana Jones. That that's it. That's all we had. And now Indi- now that's coming out um, after premiering at cons to negative reviews because it's a place where they fucking stand for five minutes to say that they don't like a movie because they're fucking down is up and up is down because they're fucking nuts. Uh, it's not the place to do that. Like like you know fucking like Comic Con. Comic Con was the place like- to fucking. Re- release this movie or or CinemaCon as as Bestman suggested CinemaCon. actually CinemaCon yeah like like yeah. yes not not yeah. the fucking oh yes and then we would go to the French Riviera like that's not that kind of fucking movie it's a Big Mac of a film <laughs> you fucking idiots and so Remember, they go they gave yeah. hold on they gave that that uh, movie the Marilyn Monroe movie like a nine minute ovation i remember that yeah with uh so you know that means five minutes is just what you have to do so that means they got a four minute standing ovation like movie was horrible i thought i was like well no it wasn't good man so i don't i don't know yeah no it's i mean like i like i said like it's weird because when when you discuss that culture you sound like you're talking about conspiracies like like Bespin, it's always like you're so you're saying there's a conspiracy against the film, and I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you want to act like you're really, really classy and you're not just a fucking idiot with a bachelor's degree, <laughs> you know what I mean, from like a moderately good college, uh, you have to go and you have to pretend like 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 if Indy's a seven to you, you got to give it a five. Because then that way, when you give the Wes Anderson movie, you know, a seven and they say, oh, but he gave the indie movie a seven. Like, it's a whole fucking, it's a fucking mind fuck. It's people standing up for ovations that don't mean anything. And so, you know, there's so much just pretension involved. It's how uh, I feel when people tell me the greatest video game ever made is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, it it was. It was. You you were wrong. But um, that that is true. Um, (laughs) But but it's so it's like, uh, yeah, it's like for for me, indie falls into this to a different place. But where indie doesn't fall into a different place is that you have to actually fucking market it like in a way where people are like, oh, I'm interested in that. Because the Lucasfilm has done this film no favors. Disney or Lucasfilm, whoever's actually marking. It's probably the Marvel yeah. people at Disney, realistically. Um, and they're just not doing it any favors. They don't really know what, what they're doing. And there's things that we're going to talk about in this plot synopsis. And when you when you hear it, you're like, oh, my God, the, the a teaser trailer could have told us why Indy's down and out. Or it could have told can us I... what the MacGuffin is. They did neither. Mm-hmm. Before we venture into that, I just want to make note. Yeah, I'm. I wasn't a fan with how Avatar was marketed. You know, like you get everything that's in that trailer. You see, I mean, in the movie, you see the trailer, and you're like, "Yeah, you were really lean." I mean, look, the movie did well, but it did well by word of mouth, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had no bigger or smaller an opening than a Marvel movie. You know, or I right. mean. So I mean, it's doing better than most films in terms of 150 opening weekend or something. Maybe 128 if you take out like a Thursday or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But the the trailers, I was like, this is like milk toast. Give me the you go back to that first Avatar trailer, that Fox cut. That's how you cut a James Cameron trailer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah old, old old the 20th century Fox stuff before the Disney takeover was 
They had good trailers. Whoever, dude, the Deadpool was, marketing, the Logan marketing, Fox knew how to market some sh- some st- even some shitty movies. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't think the trailer to the Wolverine, the one Mangold did, the shitty one. Mm-hmm. The, the no, no, the one before that, the Wolverine Origins. I didn't think that looked that bad in the trailer. It looked generic, but it didn't look that bad. And then the one he did, the Wolverine, looked pretty good in the trailer. Then the movie was. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Disney marketing as a whole fucking sucks, dude. Like, it just does. Um, like, before we before we get to the to the synopsis, we'll, we'll hit these two questions. And um, Julian, thank you for the five ninety nine super four ninety nine super chat. He says, "Any truth to the Luke Anakin rumors for the Jedi Order movie?" So I'm going to say, while I think it's pretty likely, very possible, almost should be a given. Almost should have been given a nine, though, right? But it, I kind of think that uh, it's going to happen. But the last time I spoke to some sources at ILM, I wanted to know if there was anything on, you know, on the horizon for that kind of stuff, anything major. And I was just told we don't know yet. We we haven't really heard anything. And I was try- I was actually trying to get at, you know, when's the when's the that movie? When's the uh, second movie going to happen? The uh, Dave Filoni one. I don't think anybody actually knows. So th- those rumors that you that we hear right now, um, unless it's like somebody very prominent, I wouldn't usually believe it unless you could source it from someplace really, really, you know, really good. If Bespin tells you, then probably there's something to it. If it just comes out organically, like I think that one did, to the best of my knowledge anyways, you know? Um also, like, don't believe rumors that people have like George Lucas sources either, because that's that's just silly, you know. I saw people on Reddit talking about that. They're like uh, saying that's the equivalent of uh, my dad works at Nintendo or my uncle works at Nintendo. And that's a that's a my uncle works at Nintendo moment, you know, which is, <laughs> is that's never true. That's never real. It's not reliable. So, and then the last thing uh, no, is no, no, Jason, I I know my my kid works at ILM. I, <laughs> I, I got the inside scoop now. Yeah, they put yeah. the Ilm in film. Yeah, you always say yeah. that. Uh, yeah, the Lamb and Ilm, no, no Lamb Light Motion. <laughs> nah, never mind. I love that uh, episode of Poker Face. I love it. Bye. Are are you are you looking forward to the PlayStation <laughs> Showcase, Rob? Uh, I don't know. I, it's it's Sony's hit or miss like they've said there's going to be big games in it so sure but generally speaking man like even like if you ever went to e3 presses sony like releases like sony events generally pretty fucking boring yeah they were the worst at e3 like i remember going one year and it was an hour of spreadsheets they put spreadsheets on the wall jason like yeah that was (laughs) that was that time they made us go like go to that that like arena off site yeah yeah and it was like like look at excel spreadsheets yeah yeah, it was dumb. Oh, that's nice. You were there too. <laughs> we were there together. We didn't even know, Jason. Oh yeah, no. Out. I mean, you know, I, I looked but, at uh, you and I was like, "Rob," and I'm like, "Not yet. It's not time." That's what I said. But not not for nothing though. Mm-hmm. If they do this PlayStation event here in another 15, 20 minutes, and they do put up spreadsheets, I will give them a nine minute standing ovation. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. four minutes. Four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a four minute one, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, that there's just some surprise Star Wars thing that we didn't know about, you know, it could, ha- it could happen, 6. you know, if GTA six is shown, I'll be excited because I yeah, based, twice. based off of those, like, like last leaks though. And then some other leaks that like happened 
it seems like it's really far away still, doesn't it? Unless those leaks were really no old content. content. Yeah, it was really old content, as I understood. Yeah, as I understood the Miami yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I miss GTA and uh, Red Dead. I could use more, but all right. So we're gonna get into the spoilers now. And um, so there was a Frenchman, I think he was French, on reddit.com, and um, his name was uh, Lennox Jones, okay? And he posted this, and he did, he did his best job. He saw the movie once, you know, at a festival, and he went and wrote about it in another language. Um, that's not his native language, and he tried to relay it. And he didn't put the opening of the movie at first uh, because... We all knew it from the reviews. Everyone was, was spoiling the opening. So he was like, what's the point? But uh, this has it in there now. And uh, so we took um, what he did. And then we and then um, Bespin did an edit on it for the show. So thank you, Bespin, for getting Thanks, it Bespin. readable. And um, yeah, so this is this is the, the general like like plot. We'll try to do our best to make it make sense. So the film begins in 1944. And a door swings open as we follow the camera to Indiana Jones, who's sporting a Nazi uniform along with a bag on his head. So it's the shot from the trailer. Jones has been captured by a group of Nazis who have taken him to the superior officer. The bag is pulled off and we get our first look at the de-aged Indy. We get glimpses of a burning castle which is being bombed as an ally of Jones, Basil Shaw, hides in the forest nearby as he seeks out Jones. The Nazi officer flicks through Indy's papers, looking at the notes he's taken, which reveals Jones has been seeking the Lance of Longing and Gus, however the hell you say that. The Nazis have been looking for the relic themselves, as Hitler has been demanding it for years, and they've been successful in their hunt. The officer gloats, to the victor comes the spoils. As Voller appears and looks in the crate in which the lance is being kept. I'm not going to interrupt you much, but no, it's good. when when he says to the victor goes the spoils, their commander should have been named Victor. I'm just saying. That is a Lucas thing. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then old Victor walks into frame. <laughs> yeah. Right. But something else, just as I inside before, it's taken away by fellow Nazis, as is Jones. So Voller is uh what's his face mads mickelson that's mads right and um and so we got young indy and then basil shaw is toby jones you know the guy who played capote one time um so so in case anybody just doesn't know who the characters are so basil shaw that's toby jones gets captured in the forest by nazis and is taken aboard a train next to the burning castle we learn that Indy is set to be hanged. We see Jones's head being forced into the news, but a falling rocket falls into the room below and causes the floors above, um, along with many Nazis to be destroyed, which leaves Jones with his neck in the noose hanging above a large hole. But Indy being Indy manages to escape. We see Voller on the aforementioned train trying to get the attention of an officer. There's the word aforementioned. That's how we know Bespin edited this. Don't worry, I, li I like the word too, so I'm not knocking it. Um, 
but he's simply dismissed as Shaw is interrogated. Indy, escaping from the castle, knocks out a Nazi and steals his motorbike. So re- re- remember when we were watching that stuff get filmed, like over that summer, like last yep. year, when we had like the guy with the fake Harrison Ford mask on? It's pretty convincing. Yep. Um, Jones is still disguised as a Nazi and allows and allows Nazis to enter the vehicle sidecar. Indy drives with the Nazis, drives off with the Nazis before giving chase to the train and successfully gets on board. Indy works his way through the train, which is filled with Nazis as he attempts to blend in and keep a low profile. Jones makes his way to the Lance and discovers that it's a fake, but the room is being kept, but the room it is being kept in is full of artifacts and treasures. And or as Indy has discovered the truth about the Lance, Voller has lost patience with the officer he was attempting to speak with and shouts that the Lance is fake and that Hitler is going to be disappointed and angry. Voller proceeds uh-oh. to show, yeah, oh, <laughs> baby's mad. Um, Voller proceeds to, to show the officer one, one half of the dial of destiny and tells the officer that his item will be of greater interest and worth to Hitler as Basil takes an interest. So, so they're like, okay, this is fake, but this shit's real. Indy continues to make his way through the train and discovers the room that Basil is being held. He keeps a low profile in a restaurant on the train as the Nazis from Basil's room enter and sit. Jones makes his way to Basil, who tells him about the dial. And Indy is conversing with Basil. Planes begin firing on the train. As Indy and Basil attempt to escape, the Nazi officer from earlier catches the duo. Indy fights off the officer as he ducks from various tunnels, attempting not to get killed. Indy uses his whip to disarm the officer and whips the weapon to Basil, who shoots at Jones accidentally and not the officer. But Jones throws his off, Jones throws um, his Nazi off the train and shouts, "To the victor comes the spoils!" Ah, burn. As the, du- as the duo look like they're finally about to escape, Voller appears with the gun pointed towards Jones and Shaw, and he demands they hand over half of the dial they've stolen. Indy throws him the bag, and Voller walks away, but is hit by something on the side of the train, which Indy narrowly misses. Indy and Basil attempt to, to signal to the firing planes that they are not enemies, but their attempts fail, and the planes shoot shoot down an approaching bridge with no option jones and shaw leap off the train into a river the duo survive and jump the duo survive the jump and shaw states his disappointment over losing the dial but indy shows him he's still in possession of it indy puts his arm around shaw as a british flag is raised over the remains of the nazi train ha take that nazis we cut to night. So, so that's like the whole opening right there. That's like the whole 1944 sequence. You know, I hate to be that guy that goes, here's the movie I would have wanted. But I, yeah. I would say this. Yeah, but... Being, once Disney acquired Lucasfilm and it had Indiana Jones and it's, and it's grip, right? And it's, and it's fucking fist. Yeah. They could have done a sequence back in the 40s with, Indiana Jones and the Rocketeers, right? Got a little rocket pack and shit. Put some Rocketeer in Indiana Jones. Hell yeah. No. no. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. 
No, if they if they ever did more indie though, or they do more stuff, like I wouldn't mind if they did go. You know how like there's always those like dumbass history channel things like Hitler's UFOs and shit like that. That's just bullshit. Like if they wanted to give like all these like if they wanted to give Nazis rocket packs for shit, I'd be okay with that to some extent. I would usually I rather it not go that way, but and Indiana Jones. Hey. What's his name? Uh, we'll never make a movie for, for for them again, unfortunately. He he didn't he doesn't like them people. very much. They're no, but it would be it would have, would have been rad if 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 oh, he did. Sure. It. Yeah, Joe Joe Johnson had yeah. directed this movie with the Rocketeers and Indiana Jones. <laughs> but, oh, but uh, nerdgasm! Anyway. You right. you weirdo. Um, yes. So so okay. So we cut to 1969, and uh, and follow <laughs> as the the camera as it snakes its way around a New York apartment. This is what we saw in the trailer. As we you know, as we follow through various rooms, we eventually make our way to a man sleeping on a couch, which turns out to be Indiana Jones. There's callbacks to fast films in his, in his to past films in his residence, including pictures of his father, Mutt and Marion, but we also see divorce papers. Jones is suddenly woken up by loud music playing by his downstairs neighbor who's having a party. By the way, the guy doesn't know what song it is. I'm wondering if it's the Velvet Underground, just based off of the fact that that's what Mangold was kind of selling about Indiana Jones while he was writing. He was talking about Velvet Underground and New York. So I kind of think it might be like waiting for the man or something, you know? But anyways, we'll see. Jones, shirtless. The man to come around. mm -hmm. The shirtless Indiana Jones goes to his window and proceeds to yell below. But nobody pays any attention to him. He puts on a t-shirt and grabs a baseball bat as he proceeds to confront his neighbor. <laughs> Man's gold's like, I ride to wrap myself in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> I I I heard I heard somewhere that he puts on like like a baseball shirt, like a New York Yankee shirt or something like that. You know what I mean? And, like, and he has like the baseball bat. Yeah. That's what he wants yeah. over. I got I, I need to get my my man's gold cartoon up here, but I got I can imagine <laughs> man's going, we call him the Bear Jones. The Bear yeah. Jones. <laughs> Jones so Jones bangs on the door and the neighbor answers, but he's not amused and he isn't surprised as it's conveyed that Jones complaining is a common occurrence. Jones demands that they turn off the music and keep the noise levels down as he has work in the morning. The neighbor doesn't believe him and tells him to get lost as it's space day. So, <laughs> hey, man, it's space like- day, you know. 1969. It's, it's PlayStation Showcase Day. Shut the fuck up, make oh. Star Wars. Keep the noise down. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Hey, my Red Dead news. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Yeah. So, um, we go back to Indy in his apartment as he pours alcohol into his coffee. As he hides a picture of Marion on the fridge. As he hides a picture of Marion on the fridge with a magnet. He follow. We follow Indy Jeez. as he makes his way through a lively New York and onto the subway where he sat next to a child dressed as an astronaut. Jones enters Hunter College where he, where he gives a talk on Archimedes. All the students seem disinterested other than Helena, who Jones doesn't rec- recognize. Helena is a very well-versed with, with knowledge on the, of the topic at hand. Students enter the classroom with a TV ready to show the Apollo Parade which disgruntles Jones, and he leaves. 
Helena follows Indy to the professor's quarters of the university, where uh, once there, she sees Jones being thanked for his 10 years of service as they pre present him with a large clock. So, uh, by the way, I think the implication would be that after the university fucked him over um, last time, he's he's left the college um, from the from the, from Indy Four and goes to this to this new one where he's like fuck them, you know. So um, yeah, he, Jones he got a voucher, or maybe Marion and and um, you know Mutt. Maybe that's why he, they moved to. Maybe that's why he moved for them. I'm not sure, but uh, I would imagine those people fucking you know treating him like he was a fucking pinko probably made him fucking say, fuck you, I'm an American, and leave. So anyways, um, Jones clearly isn't a fan of the gift, which is the clock. But thanks the university for putting up with them for all this time. Jones exits the uni and palms off the clock to, uh, or pans off the clock to a homeless guy and enters a nearby bar, which Helena follows him into. But Le Helena herself is being followed by the CIA agent, Mason. So Mason is the uh, black woman with the afro, I believe, um, that we saw who was cast. She was she didn't really she, she doesn't it's not really in the movie. Um, anyways, Indy is sat at the bar drinking as the parade is being shown on on the TV. Helena sits with Indy and reintroduces herself. We cut to a hotel in New York as we see Clabber attempting to learn German from a, a book as a man enters the room asking for the location of a Professor Schmidt as Clabber points to an older Voller watching the parade from his window. The man walks up to Voller and thanks him for his work. By the way, remember that really short time when we thought Clabber might be uh, Mutt when there was like that rumor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, was that wasn't fun, true. That was a fun summer. It was a fun two days probably. <laughs> Where we're like, oh, nope, it's not. Um, I know. Noting, man's gold got yelled at us on the internet over that one. Not us. Like, we were, we were good. Mud. We were, we were innocent. It's not mud. It's not mud. Make you Star Wars. He's all wearing a like, scarf. I'm wearing a scarf because I'm a real man. Um, noting yeah. that that's that, the toughest. Dude, mud, dude, hold on. What's this guy's name? The, the mud wannabe? What's his name? Uh, Cl Clabber. 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 He got the same mustache as, as man's gold. Right. Yeah. Same tough guy mustache. Get that get that tough guy mustache like me. Yeah. Um, noting that Chicago this week. day wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for Voller helping with the Apollo mission. So so think about what that is. Nazis. That means yeah. So that that Nazi who had that fucking train that Indy beat the shit out of, you know, in forty four is now working for the United States under Operation Paperclip, um, building this fucking rocket program okay so Voller asks asks the man where he is from to which he says the Bronx Voller follows up asking if he took part in World War II and this is a dark skinned man by the way to which uh, he did and mentions he would fire the cannons Voller claims that America and the Allies did not win the war but rather Hitler lost it so you guys didn't win Hitler just lost so Voller doesn't like that Hitler went for Poland and he thinks that everything is great about the Nazis and their mission was true and just, just simply that Hitler was a, was a fucking idiot. That's, that's, that's sort of the implication, I guess. So he's going to become the, uh, 
Florida man next, right? Like, Pretty much, yeah. He's going to get a little red hat and everything. Um, back in the bar, Indy and Helena are discussing Archimedes when she brings up the dial and Basil Shaw's obsession with the item. She reveals that she's currently seeking it and knows that Jones and her uh, that Jones and Basil lost it in a river located in the French Alps. Indy isn't amused, but the conversation by the conversation and asked her if she remembers the last time they saw one another. She doesn't answer Jones's question and remains evasive, attempting to convince Indy to join her on her adventure to find the dial before Jones blurts out that he doesn't understand her determination to find an object that drove her father insane. You can hear that line in the trailer. Helena then reveals that her father, Basil Shaw, has died, which shocks Jones. We then see Indy and Helena back in the university as Jones shows her the antiques and relics in their possession, one of which is half of the dial seen in the 44 flashback. Indy tells Helena that this is only half in that she needs the other half to officially for it to officially be complete, which is what Basil has been looking for and was convinced that the complete item would have time traveling powers. Indy flicks through old letters from Basil, some of which aren't even opened. But Indy notes that Basil would always write him about the dial and that he had no interest. So, yeah, a little bit, kind of, kind of in a way, doing a little bit like what they did in four with with what's his name, where he's a little bit obsessed with the with the with the artifact, and Indy's just nonchalant about shit. You know, he gets obsessed, but then he gets nonchalant. Did so, man's gold deny time travel? No. Why do I remember that? No. No. If he if he did, we would have been like we would have been like what the hell. Um, what was interesting about it was we had some people tell us that it wasn't who should have been right, but I think the right. the uh, spear is what confused them. Looking back at it, um, we learned that Mason, the CIA the CIA agent that was work that was following Helena is working for Clabber, the latter of which is currently planning on breaking into Indy's office with his men, which doesn't sit right with Mason. One of Mason's colleagues questioned Clabber and his methods as they're suspicious of his goal, but they're suddenly shot dead by Clabber. Another one of Mason's colleagues enters and is also shot. Clabber and his men enter Indy's office where they see Jones and Helena discussing the dial. Jones tells Elena that she's lying, that she's lying about Basil, telling her about the duo losing the, the dial in the French Alps. Basil wouldn't have lied. So why is she? Suddenly, Clabber appears with a gun pointed at the pair as Helena grabs the dial, runs off, and escapes on the roof as Indy pushes shells down on Clabber. As Indy is running through the university, he's shocked to see some of his fellow professors have been murdered and tries to flag down the police before he's apprehended by the CIA working with Clabber Voller and is shoved into a van. So, um, and uh, so anyway, the, the, the driver of the van almost drives through a barricade blocking the parade and then reverses into a taxi. The CIA and Indy get out of the van and make their way through the parade on foot. As the group makes their way through the crowds, they come across a protest 
which spurs Jones to start shouting one of their slogans, which gets them riled up, and, and he slips into the crowd. <laughs> Kleber um, begins to fire his gun in the air. Indy runs to a police officer and asks for his help, pointing at, at Kleber, but ends up stealing his horse and racing through the parade to escape Kleber and company. Clabber, Kleber, I don't know what it is. And the CIA give Chase and Jones on horseback races into the subway where he nearly misses one of one of the trains and rides the horse onto a track as he makes his way to the next station. Once at the new station, he hands a woman the reins of his horse and boards the train just as Mason arrives. And uh, there was a line that should have been here where he says, uh, the train's faster. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He goes over to the horse. He's like, oh, the train's faster. Um, later that night, we catch up with Indy, who's working, who's walking, street, working the streets. We <laughs> yeah. later that night, uh, we catch up with <laughs> Indy. Yeah, he's like really going with that Velvet Underground thing. Uh, later that night, yeah. we catch up with Indy, um, who's who's walking the streets and comes across a television store, which is showing the news. Indy is shocked to discover that he's been accused of murdering his university colleagues. With the claims that Jones has been struggling since the death of his son, who died in the Vietnam War, and separating from his wife. Another man, so that's a big, a big moment. Uh, another man is watching the news with Jones and points out that it's him on the TV as Jones tries to convince him that it's not before the man is suddenly knocked out by Sala. We cut to Sala's apartment where we see his grandkids. As, as it's revealed that Indy helped Sala and his family immigrate to the States during World War II. Indy suspects that Helena is probably looking to sell the dial and that he believes there's only one place where she could do it, Morocco. Sala takes Jones to the airport, and once there, the former reveals, the, the, reveals he misses adventure, but Indy encourages him to remain behind. So that's where we hear the th lines from the trailer of, I miss the sea and all that shit. So what we learned in that that moment right there, two two things or a couple of things actually, is that Indy is now wanted for murder. Sala shows up to save him. Sala immigrated to the United States thanks to Indy's help, where he now lives with his family, and then they they need to, he needs to go to Morocco. But but here's one of the things with the synopsis that's the problem that I have with it. Okay. Is that it? And it might be the film, but I think it's I think it's just the synopsis. I think something was just forgotten. Is that Indy's wanted for murder here? I don't know how that's resolved. And if the film happens how this how this says it does, where he's now wanted for murder, and then it never resolves, and it's just okay by the end, just because that's going to break the movie for for me. I but I don't think anybody should jump to that conclusion that that's how this goes yet um it's one of the things that i wanted to get answered before we did it which is why we didn't do a show yesterday but i haven't got the answer yet so so we're just gonna have to roll with it okay and hope that it that the answer is there and that it that it's either heavily implied and very logical so it doesn't need to be said um and i'm just missing it from this or it does actually absolve him somehow at the end you know like the government shows up or mm-hmm I'm stuck on Indiana Jones getting higher for some reason. Like Indiana Jones and the White Rabbit, you know, like that, that would have been a really fun. <laughs> like, I, don't, yeah. I, know, I know you're past that, but I'm going back four paragraphs ago. <laughs> yeah. As he gets I, back. 
and then he chases the white rabbit when he gets home. You know, mm -hmm. and then they admit, then they admit, you know, he killed he killed all his. What if he did kill? What if he just turned? Indiana Joe goes no. rogue. Oh well. Dumb. Well, you know, here we go. What do you think no. so far, Jason? You, do you do you do you think do you think they did the horse thing better in True Lies? Remember? No. Remember? No. No. Honestly, I think I think True Lies is a bit overrated. I'm not a big Tom Arnold it's fan. Not, it's not. It's. It's not Cameron did that as a favor. That that's a remake. Yeah. It's not an original. You know, it's yeah. the best part of that movie is Bill Paxton when he says the most inappropriate fucking shit I cannot repeat yeah. here. But the best joke in that film mm -hmm. is when Paxton and and and, and uh, uh, the wife, um, what's her Jennifer, uh, Lawrence, right? Kurt, Clark Curtis, Curtis, Jennifer, Curtis, yeah. When they're they're Jamie Lee Curtis, they, they, Jamie Lee Curtis, when they clink their glasses and you can tell they're plastic, the plastic no. sound. <laughs> yeah. It's so good, it's so good. So all right, all right. So now we got Indy off to Morocco. As Indy sits down on the plane, and by the way, back back in the, the day, you could just get on an airplane and flee town. Nothing was going to stop you. That's kind oh, of how it, how catch it happened. me if you can. Yeah, Remember that movie. Oh yeah, great movie. I still think I think it might be Caprio's my favorite Caprio. The Caprio it's up there. performance. I think it's probably and, Spielberg's uh, last great film, if you ask me. And uh, and let's not forget what Nixon said about. Well, that was Monaco, not Morocco. Never mind. Oh. As Indy sits <laughs> down the, taxes. <laughs> on the plane, he begins to drink alcohol. So we got Indy with his drinking problem again. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, 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 like, I, I kind of think that it, I could be wrong, but you know how they were going to film like Casablanca and stuff like that, like back in the day. And they were making this movie in or Morocco and stuff. Um, when they were when they were doing that that shit, um, I think they were like pulling on the Sierra Madre beats pretty hard, is what I think might be happening in this story. And I think that the majority of the people who have reviewed it just don't fucking know what they're talking about, so they don't know what that is. And uh, but in uh, Sierra Madre in that film, you end up with uh, the Indiana Jones character, and he is pretty much a bum. Looking at you. Well, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he's pretty much just fucking like, like a fucking bum. He's just like a, like a transient guy who gets on adventures kind of. And um, right. so I, I think that they're kind of playing on that a bit in this. But once again, that's my assumption. So I'll just see the movie and figure that out. But so Indy's on the plane. He begins drinking. And then as we, um, he, as he stares at his own reflection in the window, we jump to a flashback. We see Indy, Basil, and a very young Helena. Basil is angry and wants to destroy the, the dial. But Indy saves the half we, we saw in the university. Basil stresses that the dial is dangerous and must be destroyed. And has and Indy promises that he will destroy it. And, he, he, so, and Helena is listening to the conversation. So she's always known Indy has had the dial and that he'd broken his promise to her father. As Indy leaves Basil's home, he's chased down by Helena, who gives him his hat. Indy tells Helena that her father will be well soon as we focus on young Helena's face and pan out to present-day Helena staring at her ch at child's reflection in a plain window. So we, we're doing that. I think we're doing that like, like fade pan thing that they do in the Indiana Jones films. Um, this is one of the only times that we actually have a, a flashback in an Indiana Jones movie that's not the opening, though. Um, modern storytelling cannot refrain from doing flashbacks, whereas George Lucas hated them 
and you don't see them in the original Star Wars movies, and you don't see them in uh, the original Indiana Jones films. You know who also detests flashbacks? Christopher hmm. McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I, I think I'm more okay with it in films that are standalone and not sequel bait, because then you are just telling a complete narrative. But when you have these stories and I think like it's you know that are that are huge, I'm like nah, that just ends up becoming its own thing and becomes a complication. But anyways, in addition to Indy and Helena traveling to Morocco, we see that Voller and his men are also traveling there, and I believe they're on the same plane right now, um, following the tale of Helena. Mason tells Voller that the CIA can no longer allow and support his quest to find the dial following the events of New York and that Voller has disrespectfully skipped meetings with the president of the United States. As Mason and the CIA attempt to commandeer the plane and turn it around to the States, Voller and his men kill the CIA on board with, with the use of gas, but Voller shoots Mason dead. Oh, and, not Taco Bell gas, but like, yeah, like, like smilex. <laughs> I love that Joker. <laughs> I, I laid a trap. I gave them burritos, and in about thirty yeah. minutes, we're all gonna feel it. <laughs> no, not <laughs> like that wait. at all. <laughs> Completely different. Okay, <laughs> all right. So in Morocco, Taco Bell was around in the sixties. Just saying. In Morocco, we it was like probably like one or something. In Morocco, we learned that Helena is heading to a shady backroom auction to sell the dial, which Indy tracks down. The auction is taking place at a bar, and inside the bar, we're introduced to a friend of Helena's, a child named Teddy, who's talking with a pilot who recognizes Indy, who's attempting to make his way to the back room. Teddy attempts to stop Jones, but fails. Shortly after, Indy enters the auction room. Voller, too, walks in. Indy speaks with Helena, saying she left him for dead in New York. For dial for the dial, and Voller joins in on the conversation. Um, bidding begins on the dial, with Voller trying to secure it. Indy convinces Helena that it should not fall into the wrong hands, with Voller being those wrong hands. Indy uses his whip to steal the dial, and a chase begins featuring Indy and Helena, with Voller's men and the monsters in the back room auction seeking out the pair. By the way, I've heard that Anthony and Gruber is like the top bidder. Um, the actor who people wanted to play like young Indy. <laughs> he's he's like the, the bidder. The yeah, that's what I heard. Um, yeah, there's a, a red as a red herring or a red a red fake? What would you call that? Right? It's not a deep no, fake. I think it's just right. putting him in the movie. I don't know because it is of the I guess. Um there's twists and turns throughout the chase. I don't know, I guess. Uh, at some point, Weird. Voller right. obtains the artifact. Teddy helps the duo. Helena and Teddy uh, helps the duo. Helena and Teddy leaving Jones. Jones catching up with the parents and saving Helena's life. Uh, so this is all who knows what that shit means. Helena jumps onto the back of Voller's car, who's in possession of the dial, and grabs hold of it. But she's going to get killed by attackers coming from behind. Indy urges her to let it go and saves her from the impeding attack, impending attack as Voller escapes with the dial and makes his way to his helicopter. Following the chase, Indy and Helena bicker about the loss of the dial, their behavior during the chase, and who's more useless. Helena reveals that she knows a location of an ancient device 
that may point to where Archimedes stole the dial. Before, But before they go to the location of the device, our heroes must decipher a Greek code, which the duo do. Jones is able to hmm? drink your oval teen. Teen. Oh, no. (laughs) Space age. Tang. Tang brought to you by space. Right. Be sure to drink hmm. your tang. What's tang? tang? Is I've been at tang since the war. Okay. Um, Jones is is able to decipher the first part, and Helena is able to decipher the second part. They believe the clue, or they believe the clue that that could lead them to the second half of the dial is somewhere in the Aegean Sea. Um, Indy reveals that he knows a guy with the boat and great driving skills who can get them there. Cue Ronaldo. On Ronaldo's boat, Indy rereads the letters from, from Basil and discovers that there are two dates of interest August 20th, 1939. In August 20th, 1969, which is just a couple of days away. The belief is that Archimedes realized that through the stars and mathematics, the dial could predict the faults in the sky, which would allow a person to get there in the present time and jump to another if they were able to read it. Later that night, in our, in our stars, uh, <laughs> later that night, Indy and Helena are having a conversation which leads them to discuss Basil's theory that the dial has time travel powers, which prompts Helena to ask Indy what historical moment would he attend if he could. Indy says he wouldn't attend any event, but instead he would try to stop Mutt from joining the Vietnam War, which (laughs) which he only joined to piss off Indy as they weren't getting along. He just did it. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh, no. So I, I've heard, I've heard this related two different ways. Just for the record, um, one is this one right here, and the other one is that he told him not to get killed, and then Indy makes a like a like a, a quip like he only got killed to make him mad, you know, like like almost like like ironically, just like saying that was his last way. So maybe both that's are some, true, but that's yeah. some dark fucking humor right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he says he would hope to prevent the death of his son, which in turn caused the collapse of his marriage. Helena seems surprised by his answer and does not know how to respond, but is moved by his words. In the morning, Helena, Indy, um, he's also, I'm single doll. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, in the morning, hold on, just, just want to think about it for a second about like, we always talk about time travel, but like. Let's say you just did go back. You're like, I want to go see the pirates. I want to see Master and Commander. You go back there, you'll probably be killed and gutted in about, what, 30 minutes? How long do you think you're going to last? If you follow okay. along, I will answer that for you, Rob. We get okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we do get there. But yeah, I don't think people I mean, will last long if they time travel. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, r- realistically, I mean, you may just get there and within the first day fall ill of a virus that you're not immune to anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, time yeah. travel would be a, a difficult um we'd have to master some other shit before we could ever do that um in the morning yeah, yeah. indy helena and ronaldo dive into the sea also you would need to probably bring a water supply because you wouldn't be able to handle that water with the pollutants and the right. natural stuff the in water. it couldn't couldn't deal with that either so it's like the time when they were shooting that live action street fighter movie they all went mm-hmm. down south and they all got montezuma's revenge <laughs> yeah like, indiana jones got it 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the only um, instances of uh, star diarrhea that I could I could think of. Um, in the morning, Indy, Helena, and Ronaldo. Trump. <laughs> Giuliani shit his pants once, right? Yeah, like, if he farted right true. on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're celebrities, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right on camera, dude. Oh, it just does it. It's got the fucking black shit running right down on, his face. Right on. <laughs> yeah. I know. I hate to bring up politics, but it just, we're talking about time travel. I'm like, I just remember looking at it like, are we fucking like, I was looking around. Where are the cameras? Camera's looking at me. Like, we in, we in that, that Truman show at Ed TV. Like, like, well, so j- just, just so we know, we're, we're talking about being able to time travel anywhere at this moment and and rob is just wanting to go back to when giuliani farted 2020 yeah 2020 <laughs> i, I wasted and i go to the worst fucking time ever right short of so just, world war ii in vietnam like <laughs> yeah just to watch yeah. him fart on a woman on live tv <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, why the, that's that's why the dial's too too dangerous <laughs> So, all right. In the morning, uh, don't put it in my hands. Yeah. In the morning, Indy, Helena, and Ronaldo dive into the sea towards the location of the second half of the dial. So that's that shot we see of the people diving. The trio only have three minutes to dive, get the dial, and get back to the surface. The scene is tense and features a bunch of eels. Do do you follow along with that? With what that means? Indy doesn't like snakes. Indiana Jones. Oh, because they're water snakes. Right. And I think that it that is lost in this little translation here, but I think that's the implication. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it's. What if he had gone into the Blue Oyster Cult bar? Like, like, want to say trash a snake? And he's like, I hate snakes. Okay, so blue Blue Oyster Cult is the Fear the Reaper band, and you're thinking of the Blue Oyster Bar. You're thinking of the bar from Police Academy, right? Blue Oyster Bar. Yeah, okay, there yeah, there we go. Same okay. difference. Occult bar. You What's know, the difference? You know, a bar and a cult, very different things. Totally yeah, different not, things. If you, if someday my kids will go into a bar, I won't like it, but I'll be like, hey, my kids went into a bar. If my kids go into a cult, Rob, I have a completely different reaction than my kids going into a bar. So, anyways, as know. the trio as the trio reaches the surface. Voller and his men appear on another boat and snatch. So, so see, like, like this is where like the, the synopsis fails, you know, like clearly like they pop out and then Voller and them are just like waiting up there for them. And that's one of those things that very much is the Indiana Jones kind of thing. The fucking Nazis do that a lot, like in the, in the films that we've had before. And mm-hmm. when it's done with the comedic timing, it's very endearing. If not done with the comedic timing in the edit, it's going to play. It's going to play like very convenient that the bad guy just shows up all the time, and but it, that's a convenience that you will go with for action and comedy in the original Indiana Jones movies. Like you literally can't have a problem with that here, and then be okay with it in the other films, unless the execution of those beats is off for some reason. I just I have a hard time imagining it would be. But anyways, uh, that said. Voller, remember, as, mm-hmm. Jason, you remember in the movie Cable Guy when Luca Owens goes into or Owen Luke, whatever his name is, he goes into the bathroom and then out of nowhere, Jim Carrey just appears behind him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> like that's that. how the Nazis are in the Indiana Jones movies. Um, I like, I like David S. Pumpkins. 
Voller demands Indy to translate the Greek code on the artifact, but he, he refuses. Voller is growing frustrated by Jones's reluctance, threatens to kill Ronaldo unless he does as he says, but Indy continues to refuse, and thus a man of his word, Voller shoots Ronaldo. Helena negotiates a deal with Voller and immediately begins translating the code for Voller. Indy is disappointed in her actions, but realizes she has some dynamite in her pocket from the boat from earlier, which she had taken from <laughs> Ronaldo's chip. Maybe she's just happy to see him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's where I think like, like the uh, dynamite, there must be something like they must use a needed the dynamite when they dove or something. I don't know. But um, she asks Voller for a cigarette. He discreetly passes it to Jones, who can light the dynamite. After telling Voller that the location of the second piece of dial is in Archimedes Library in Greece, she throws the stick of dynamite below the ship deck. With the distraction allowing Indy, Helena, and Teddy to escape onto another boat, Helena boldly celebrates her heroics, but Indy brings the mood down by telling her she's just lost a valued friend and that her behavior is disrespectful. So, and is there some, uh, there's something I think that might be missing from this too, is that like, it turns out like when they get to the place, she has a, she was engaged to a gangster at one point, And then the gangster comes after them. I think that might be missing from this too. Um, it's revealed that Helena lied to Voller about the location of the second piece of the dial and only Indy is able to translate the code, but to reveals the location of the second part of the dial is in Sicily, where Archimedes' tomb is located, the cave of Dionysus. When buying the when buying items for the quest, Teddy tells Helena that she's not in control and that she's answering to Indy. Helena dismisses the claim and tells Teddy that she's just using Jones, and that once she finds the second half of the dial, she'll abandon Indy and sell the second piece. Teddy drifts away from the group and steals some money so he can buy an ice cream, but runs into Voller, who followed the group as he didn't believe what Helena told him. Indy realizes that Voller has taken Teddy and that they now have a race against time as he believes Teddy will tell Voller what he knows after being captured. But it's also why they have time because they need to interrogate Teddy, you know? Helena doesn't feel comfortable abandoning Teddy, but Indy cut, says, "Cut to Goonies, cut to Goonies when they when they're interrogating Chunk. <laughs> One time, yeah, and I threw up, and everyone threw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? like that scene. Yeah, yeah. Indy, Indy says it's the safest thing for him as they won't kill him as they need him, right. and that Teddy knows this as he's a smart kid. Indy and Helena still a wedding car and race off towards the tomb, which is open to the public." Remember that when we saw that that little tiny like like wedding car, like the, that just married car. Um, yeah, we, we, we saw had, that we saw that we had, last summer, right? Yeah, we'd video that back then. Yeah. Um, they arrive at the tomb before Voller and his men. The duo seek out part of the tomb with the with the most echo, as stated in the code. They believe an opening near the top of the cave, or so they see an opening near the top of the cave and climb towards it. Helena on the climb gives Indy grief about his struggles to climb due to his age. As they progress through the tomb, they encounter lots of insects like the ones featured in Temple of Doom. Voller and company aren't too far behind our duo and follow their tracks. Teddy and a large Teddy and a large man 
So, so remember the, 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 a really big buff bodybuilder German guy from that was like chasing yeah. Andy with, so this is who he's talking about right here. Oops. Okay. Um, Teddy is handcuffed to that guy under the water, underwater. Teddy is able to still. Um, so anyways, uh, Voller and the company are too far behind the tracks. Teddy in a large is, is handcuffed to a large man and they fall into the water inside the tomb after, after, a rope bridge snaps. So the, the rope snaps, they fall in. Under the water, Teddy is able to steal his, his um, cuffs key from the large man and escapes as the man dies. So Indy can't, so Indy doesn't have to fight the big guy. I think they just realized that was going to be ridiculous. You know, so they just, yeah, so the guy drowns. Fucking brittle. Yeah. Indy and Helena solve a booby trap that requires water pressure and enter the room where Archimedes' tomb is hidden. They saw a mural of a raven with futuristic metal claws and what appears to be an extremely early version of watches. With Indy, huh? Jason, what? Just dawned on me. Do you think maybe this movie should have been about young Indiana Jones during World War II, which we never saw, right? We never saw him during World War II. Mm -hmm. Do you think they should have just had him go into the future and team up with his old self? You that's know? what that's what Bespin and I thought was happening in the trailer when we when he sees that Nazi in the fog far away. We thought it was Indy seeing himself. We thought that it was yeah, going to be a thing like up that. Himself, yeah, you know, like that would be the thing. Like, because I don't know, would be the guy on set. You know what I mean? Like, and they could, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, all of that, like that double stuff. But they and got with, in uh, Gruber already. But, like, like, <laughs> I just... Yeah, but I mean that that kind of thing. I mean. You're the guy that doesn't like Back to the Future Part Two, so I'm going to say you wouldn't. I don't. Have liked it's it not. Yeah, done. but that's not because of that. It's I know because they just remade. I'm not saying have him run through all the fucking films we've already. No, seen. no, I know I'm that. Saying. I know, I know. I, I, but what I'm and he could have been waiting. Old Indy could have been like, I knew I have one last event. I had to hang on. I, I, I know this shit's coming, and then it comes. You know what I mean? Like what? What? Like I, I, I could have used a moment like that. I could have used a moment where something on that train. From, from the beginning plays into the, the end, you know, in some way, but um because this way you could have a young Indiana Jones fighting a big dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, right there with the old guy. It wouldn't Yeah. Yeah. Indy seeing the guy he used to be before his son died and his wife left him or whatever. Yeah. I mean there's yeah. there's like there's like there's you know there's 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 an idea there for sure. Um but also I think there's a lot of room to fuck that up. So, but, but we'll see if the movie, well, if the movie is, <laughs> no, no, j- just because know, a bunch of fuckers at con said that it's bad. Doesn't have me going. This is bad. I'm not, right that's now, not what I'm laughing about. Okay. I can see, it's, I can see how you interpreted that. It's not what okay. I mean. But what I'm saying <laughs> is the, the, the one thing that was said at con that everyone did like was the opening. And I do think that the day they perfected the defake so well. Look, right now, we're going to look at defake no, five um, years from now. It, and we're going to be went, like, it's not that great compared to what no, it is five years from now. But. It went both ways on the on the. I think I read them all. It was about split fifty right. fifty with people going, "Oh, it's cool," and I could go with it, and then people going, "I, I can't, I hate it." So right, yeah, that'll so, get over it. Um, but th- that I just think like that is the magic trick of the whole, ep- yeah. the whole the whole final adventure. I mean, if you're if you were in your eighties and you could team up with twenty year old Jason to go see. Like the last Star Wars movie or something, like wouldn't that wouldn't that be an adventure? 
No, nah, yeah. I would kill. I'd kill the younger me and take his place. That's what I'm saying. Um, That's like <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> continually in a time loop because of it. Uh, they <laughs> they they saw a mural. So yeah. Anyways, though, like yeah, I, I thought that's what they were doing in the trailer. And once again, why the implications of the of you know the marketing was fucking stupid because in a way, there's a chance that people might think that this is a different it, movie than what it is. It implied a. I'm not going to say a better film because I haven't seen the movie, but it implied yeah. a more adventurous idea. How yeah. About that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And I would say that idea does feel a little bit more in the, the Lucas realm. He and I think that, that, and I think that in totally this realm, but I, I think that it, that this one is more of the conservative, like this could be a good movie path, you know, but if it's not a good movie, then it doesn't matter. They should have done it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, with, I, yeah, it's but a but the gimmick, man. Yeah. But there, there, there is kind of a twist that's coming that I think is why they didn't go that way. Um, right. Anyways, so they saw a mural over Raven with futuristic metal claws and what appears to be an extremely early version of watches. Indy noting that the watches wouldn't be invented for another one thousand years. They find the second half of the dial, but as they do, Voller appears and he confronts the pair. So once again, Voller just appears, you know, and like. Does that play weird or not? That's what me and Bestman were questioning. Um, Voller demands that Indy hand over the dial or he'll shoot Helena. Indy is reluctant, but does so as he's she's the only family he has left. As Voller begins to assemble the dial, we see Teddy sneak into the room and just and jumps on Clabber, which causes his gun to drop with Indy picking it up and firing it. However, Indy himself gets shot in the shoulder. So, by the way, I think this Indy getting shot in the shoulder thing might have been done to cover his actual injury that happened when he hurt himself in case right. he was walking around with any kind of like uh, stuff. Just a, I, I'm curious if it was like weird coincidence or if, if that's. Do you what think maybe they really they shot him? Just had a, what, do you, what if they had just had a wampa like hit him in the yeah. arm? To, you know what I mean? Right. It works. So, Classic Lucas technique. Teddy wants Helena to escape with him, but uh, she doesn't want to leave Indiana, but does so with plans to save him later. Baller and his men stuff Indy into a van and take him to an airport where they'll, where they'll be using a Nazi plane to get to the time vault. Vault. I think it's time vault um, or fault. Although no, it's the time vault in the sky. Unbeknownst to Baller. Teddy and Helena have been following them. Helena sneaks onto the Nazi plane after instructing Teddy to steal and fly a plane, which he's never done before. So that's why we have him talking to the pilots in the opening. Aboard the Nazi plane, Indy asks Voller what he's planning to do, assuming he's going to assassinate Winston Churchill so that Germany can win World War II. But to his surprise, Voller reveals that he wants to kill Hitler. Voller explains that he wants to prevent Hitler and Germany from invading Poland, where he's from. As they approach the coordinates of the time vault, Indy begins to laugh, saying that Archimedes was wrong and didn't account for the continents moving, and that Voller would not be heading to 1939. Voller tries to stop going towards the time vault, but it's too late. As they go through the time vault, Voller, celebra Voller celebrates as they're in Sicily, and the continents moving didn't change anything. 
before he quickly realizes that they're 2,000 years before 1939, as they see the um, Roman siege of Syracuse. We see Archimedes trying to complete the dial as his assistant tells him that dragons, the planes, have arrived. Archimedes heads outside to see the planes as the city is under siege. Clabber begins firing down on the ships below, calling them savages. Fucking Nazis, dude. Helena begins dispatching Nazis on the plane. I think he's from Alabama, though. Uh, Helena begins dispatching Nazis. I guess you can't have uh, Alabamian Nazis. We do have those, so I I take it all back. Fucking Nazis. Helena begins dispatching Nazis on the plane, throwing some out and opening the floor beneath them. So she opens the bottom of the plane and the Nazis go, as the planes are getting attacked by Romans (laughs) and Greeks from below, right? Indy has managed to untie himself and sneaks away. He runs into Lena and hands her a parachute, but Valor catches up with them and tries to snatch it from them. But the duo jump out together, leaving Valor and Clabber to go down with the plane. So that's what we saw in that shot where they jump out of of the plane. Indian, yeah, Indian Helena reached the ground and Jones is bewildered by what he's witnessing. Remember, we saw that shot of them like with the parachute having just landed. Um, Helena tells Indy that they have to go, but he says that they should go without him. Archimedes discovers the burnt corpse of Voller and takes his watch along with the dial. So, does 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 Voller's watch is that what inspires Archimedes? On this whole thing, I wonder. Uh, it's a loop. It might be, um, but it's hard to say. Archimedes then discovers Indian Helena. Indian Archimedes converse in Greek, with Helena adding that Archimedes rigged the dial so it would always come back to this moment, so that Archimedes could be saved. We learn that Archimedes wasn't able to complete the dial, and it's only able to complete it when he discovered the deceased Voller along with the completed dial and his watch. So so they made the paradox, yeah. Helena continues to try to convince um, Indy to go back with her to 1969, but he refuses, telling her there's nothing there for him. Even if it means he'll screw up, screw up time by staying with Archimedes, so she knocks him out. So he's like, I want to stay, and she's like, boom. She, she takes him out, and then he wakes up, and he's in his New York apartment with multiple bandages wrapped around him, along with pain medication scattered around the room. Is he going to shit in a hole? You know, there's As no, he... There's no, <laughs> like, like, there was the plumbing like back during the Archimedes. Did, did they have the, the... I mean, they had the lead pipes back then, right? Didn't they? The, the lead pipes of uh, Rome? You know that one? I don't know. Yeah, they had but lead I'll pipes. Tell you, fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that old fucker would die quick. Um, as he makes as he makes his way out of bed, we notice that Hel- we notice Helena, and he makes his way to her. Indy is disappointed that she brought him back against his wishes, and reiterates that there's nothing here for him anymore. But Helena tells him that there is, as we see Marion holding a bag of groceries, shuffling in through the front door, stating that there was nothing in the refrigerator. Indy is shocked to see her and asks why she's come back with Marion, asking if Indiana Jones has returned. Teddy and Sala arrive with the former, asking for ice cream, as Marion bought some. Helena takes the two of them outside, telling 
telling Teddy that they'll get ice cream later. They'll get better ice cream. Basically, let's let's give them space. It's As they joke, the ice cream, huh? Yeah. Oh, Teddy likes ice cream. That's that's like that's like the thing. As they leave, Sala sings the song he's saying after being kissed by Marion. So he fucking kissed Marion. What that means? Um, Marion asks if his shoulder is hurting, and he asks her, you know, what where, and he asks her where it's hurting. To which you know he uh, says he says everywhere, not she. It should be he says everywhere. You know, like the original movie. The if she system. left him for the young Indy. How, how great a triangle. See, we See, had young Indiana Jones. No, you're fucking right crazy. And you had Bro, old Mary Bob. and Marion's hitting on young. No, one line. Oh my god. Bro, Bro, we got we got we got one line of done, and then we okay, could go okay, to town. Okay. So the uh, the uh, Tusum reenact the boat scene from Raiders as Indy kisses Marion, and then the camera pans to the balcony where we see Indy's hat drying as the scene turns into a small circle around the hat. Just as he, as the scene is about to end, a hand grabs the hat. So it's Indy grabbing his hat. So it does the Mando three ending with the little, the kid, little Iris thing. And then, so Indy is back with his wife at the end, and there we go. So, so that's that's oh, that's the ending. That's 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 the ending. That so, should be the middle so, of the movie. Well. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 that's where this gets. Huh. Th- that that's where yeah, it's like it's like he he wants to like stay. He wakes up and Marion's you know come back for him, and and uh, so yeah, and uh, I guess the uh, dial resolves itself because once Archimedes is once it's left there and then she goes back, you know everything is sort of fixed, I guess, and then um, he just has to kind of save you know. And he has a chance to to save his marriage. He's not out of time for that. It's kind of like like the the ending, like little point there. So, um, you know, yeah, man. Had the CIA captured her and then put them together, and they didn't like one another, mm-hmm. you know, I know, like, okay, you're making light because her kid died, but it could have been really tragic. I mean, they could have gone for that. And then young Indy shows up. I don't know, man. Like, there's. Well, that was my 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 problem with with the synopsis as it is from all of the leaks that have come out, and this you know and trying to corroborate it is, Indy's wanted for murder. That's why he runs after Helena. Right. That's one of his things to get out of town and just get on with this. And how is that resolved? And there is the moment where he goes to the cops and asks the cops for for help. And then he gets nabbed by the Nazis, but were they like, "Oh, well, you got nabbed by Nazis, therefore you were set up and you're absolved"? That's the one thing that I I just can't right now make make heads or tails of. Yeah, and I hope the in, I hope the 19, movie does. In 1960s mm-hmm. cops didn't they weren't a big fan of professors, right? They're like they're like the cops we got now. <laughs> yeah, anti-education. Ford played what in graffiti? Pro authoritarian assholes. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Racist, probably. Yeah. So. Um, 100%. Yeah. Well, he's white, so he'll be okay. That's probably that's probably, that's, probably that, that's that that's the answer. He's a white guy. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're that's good. You the didn't trick with time traveling too, man. I, I've got mm-hmm. I got friends of color, and they're like, you can't time travel if you're black. Like, like you know, like, yeah. even if, like, look, man, if Marty McFly were well, black and he went back to 1955, that makes his job a whole lot more difficult. You know what I mean? Whole lot more difficult. Like, you you really truth, can't. So. I mean, I mean, re- realistically. I mean, just with just nationalism, you can't fucking really time travel, you know, at all either. What but, uh, 
Like oh, if you're an Englishman and you end up in Germany and anytime they'll be like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing here? They're going to, you know, you don't like. Right. If you were Irish and you end up in, you know, 1800s yeah. you went from around here, boy, you. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you end up in uh, gangs in New York. Right? How does he even get on a public plane at an airport if he's all over the news wanted for murder? That's because it's 1969 and you could literally just do that. You literally just walk right. up, not show anything. Doesn't matter if you don't have a bag. Just put down the fucking money, get on it, and go. So honestly, up until Ted Bundy, you could do that. That's how so, he got away with shit. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I mean, I mean he got he broke out of jail twice and still managed to move halfway. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went to Chicago. He went down south. He went to Florida. Murdered a bunch of fucking people. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, like that. Those kinds of stories of of felons and fugitives getting on planes and making it out it was super common. Happened many times. So that's one, yeah, where it's it's fine. It's probably fine. Um, you know, you could you could uh, you know, he's just one guy who killed a couple of people at a college in New York. They're not going to shut down the airport for that. Nineteen sixty nine. You know what I mean? At that yeah, point, when they had the Sibonese Liberation Army, and you know what I mean, all that stuff going on. And yeah, so it's it's a hippie, yeah, and hippies in Vietnam, fucking crazy times. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like like you know the 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 way that the ending has been conveyed in every single leak though is is pretty abrupt, and I'm curious yeah. though, but but I'm curious if there's like a clear thematic kind of like note that is hit between the conversation with Archimedes that's missing in in these that makes that like naturally fall into place and make make complete sense but it could also just be a pacing thing in terms of like here's what happens but when you if you pace it out it feels fine but it does come off a, a very abrupt like in Jason, every iteration. It, it came off abrupt i was well, like that's it well, that's well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, though, because the writer is just like, then this, then this, then this. like that's how spoilers go. They don't, they don't talk about. I you hear know, you, like, but I was picturing it in my head the whole time, and I'm like, that felt like the lead into the final act. You got the whole mm -hmm. team together, you know what I mean? And then it, but then no, not one more thing, not not one more thing, just. Mm -hmm. Well, interesting. Well, well, once again, though, like, like, after, like the, after the minecart. You still get after the minecart race in Temple Doom. You still get the bridge sequence, and then right. after the he cuts the bridge, it's still climbing up the bridge, which is a mm -hmm. whole sequence in of itself. You know. Okay, okay, but that 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 level of of critique that could all be in there. We 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 just don't know the the, the fucking airplane like sequence. We don't that there's a lot that goes into that that like we're gonna have to see. You know what I mean to see like right, how. But it I'm just plays. telling you based on what we mm -hmm. saw. I'm not saying that's the way. It oh is. yeah, we're yeah. Gonna see the movie and see how it plays out. But. Right, right, but that—that's what I'm saying, though. Is like, like if if this person wrote Temple of Doom out for us to be like, there's a bridge, then then they cut it, and then the bridge, and then Indy doesn't fall, and then then the fucking British army shows up, like that's it. That's how it, it would just be like that, like boom, 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 kind of. So th that's where I can't really tell, you know. And then I I, like I said, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm like. Like, like on the one hand, like knowing the, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, story. So like now though, we do know what the uh, story is. And the story is that Mutt is killed um, in, in Vietnam and Indy is down on his luck, disconnected from his wife, becomes sort of an alcoholic. Nobody really wants to deal with him. 
he's uh you know his students there's also stuff that's like missing from that synopsis where like his students are super bored with him they don't they don't want to hear him talk about anthropology and it's like 1969 politics of the time are going on and he's not a hot fucking professor so the girls aren't running i love you on their eyelids anymore and stuff you know so there's like a lot of like kind of like right. you know sunsetting stuff going on uh for indie that that's like very subtle and uh one of the things i heard somebody say that was implying they had seen the film is that like um the the movie isn't bad it's just fucking depressing and so yeah, no, like I, I don't Superman returns right like maybe like Superman mm-hmm. returns where it's a down you know a good spot for a joke would have been where he's got the TV on and it's Gilligan's Island, but Willie Scott is the ginger roll, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. something Lucas would do, man. Like <laughs> I, 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 I had heard, I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that like Kate Capshaw doesn't want to be seen on camera anymore. That she's like, like I was a Foxy woman and I did movies and I'm not going to come and show up now. I I I'd heard that that that's I that do. was like her her like take on it. So, but yeah, that would but that would have been if it, like in the novelization that would have been a great idea, you know. Right. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I I think it's uh I think it's like uh you know it's I think it's a pretty good good story. Um, it seems comp it seems competent. It seems like it does. I I mean, because like like you know, it's got. You know the the flashback World War. We see Indian World War Two. We end up getting the uh, the uh, chase. You know, like like in this synopsis, the uh, chase with the little cars that we saw like seven minutes of. That's not in here. Like it's barely mentioned in here. And it's like one of the best yeah, things sure. that like I I've seen from the movie. Um, and uh, we get the underwater sequence where they where they go to like like get the uh, dial from from the uh, from underwater. From the Fortress Inquisitus, yeah, Inquisitorius. Um, we have, yeah, so we, we we have that. We got the fucking, you know, um, we get the, the Archimedes sequence. We get the 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 guys from back then fighting, and that's the, one of the things that was kind of missing from the synopsis too. And this this version is when they end up back in time. When they end up back in time, and Valder's like going crazy on them, like the uh, plane and stuff is getting hit with arrows and shit. Like, like they get full on attacked after he's like attacking and calling them savages and stuff. Like they end up like not because they're flying low to, to get to the, the rift originally or whatever. Right. So, and then, and then, um, and then it's basically says that it Archimedes, there's that moment in there that I don't, something I don't understand in the narrative too, is that like he, um, excuse me, Archimedes doesn't understand the tectonic plates continental drift he doesn't understand and indy laughs because Voller doesn't take that into account but then in so i would think that would mean they would end up in a different geographic location but then they go through and then they end up still in sicily so i'm, I'm like so i think there's something kind of missing in the translation there well this comes from like a uh, there was an old theory about time travel that you couldn't you know that you you, you couldn't just go somewhere because the earth would rotate and spin around the galaxy but then sure. someone fucking went out and proved that that's actually not what we would end up in the spot because of blah 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 like someone did some scientific some, mojo on that idea yeah yeah so huh. maybe that's like a play off that right you know that 
yeah, you end up in the same spot. Just you got the time wrong, you know. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs. What if dinosaurs showed up and just and it, he was stuck in Jurassic Park? Indiana no. Jones in the Jurassic World, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired of it. Those what? those those, no. those Jurassic World Come on, movies. Come running through the jungle with the Tyrannosaurus Rex coming after him. Come on, he's got yeah. like an egg in his hand. He's got to take an egg back. I I I think it's I think it's like all been done. I, I don't I don't know I don't believe in dinosaurs anymore. Not like you know from a religious standpoint yeah. in Hollywood <laughs> for the, this this current like iteration of filmmakers and everything. I'm I'm anti dinosaur. I'm I'm anti dino. So I'm trying to say. Um, I I'm a big fan of Dino Crisis, the video game. So bring back yeah. Dino Crisis. Bring back Turok for Turok 64. No, that, that, no, that, no, because there's only dinos in the first three levels and then fucking aliens show up and it turns to mm. shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. But uh, yeah, so so that's that's the like general story of it. We're, we're going to see the movie when it comes out and with you guys, I assume. And then we will like, you know, r- review it and read it and see see how how it how it holds up where the people at cons like correct you know is it not a good movie they when when they when they talk about like looking at the structure of this of what i think is the structure based off of this and the critiques of the plot it's this is how an indiana joe's movie is organized so that that critique automatically for me gets thrown out that's one thing where if that if that's your angle you're fucking dumb. Get the fuck out of here. The angle about the uh, about MacGuffins, like, get the fuck out of here. That's the same, you know, that's the same argument. That's stupid. Like, it's literally like, this is structured like an Indiana Jones movie. So, on that front, I mean, I guess you could just say that that format is dumb and done and you don't want it. Nothing would ever make you happy. That's fair. I mean, because, and that, that could literally be how people feel. I just, like that, that is it fair, is and that, that, that could be, but also can't fault it for that. If if Marion and Indy's real rift is the death of Mutt, then obviously mm-hmm. there's something we're missing here. When they get, they see he has to go. I went back. I tried. I wanted to. I, you know, I I tried to save him, but you know what I mean. Like it's not possible, or you know, like you, and she's like something like we. You don't worry about the past. We still have a future. Some there's some some line or something there that has to be actually mm-hmm. said or done to complete it you know what i mean because if she just shows up and they ate ice cream and whoop the movie's over <laughs> like, yeah, no 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 missing, no no right? to be clear or, or, to, to be clear she, she goes to the store to get groceries she comes back with groceries that's like her like reveal and teddy's like oh fuck ice cream and then helena's like nah teddy we're gonna go get better ice cream like because she wants them to be alone they don't eat ice cream right like it doesn't just to be clear like they uh yeah, so it's like like she's there. I, I think like I mean the fact is that the fact of the matter is that he comes back and he's like out of it and and all of his like his his fan he thinks when Mutt dies his family's gone. But I think like like the idea being sold in the, the on paper anyways from what it appears is Saul is there and, and his goddaughter Helena because there's a moment where, where Helena is gonna get killed and then he's like, You're the last family I got, and then that's why he saves her. That's why he, you know what I mean? He says that. So he does care about her. And uh, so at the end of it, you know, he's got, he's got Marion is there for him. Sala is there for him. Helena is there for him. So he, when he comes back, his family isn't dead. He still has that, even though Mutt's gone. But so he, it's just not, you know, the way he was conceptualizing it has now changed. 
Um, does it require you to do all of the work to figure that out? Or do you feel it naturally? Or do you just not feel it? Or is, is, is the work there, but you don't feel it? I, I, I don't know. I'm going to say some of the um, people who saw it so far would have said that, you know? Um, what, what's, what's Russell saying? If Indy inadvertently changed the past and somehow Mutt was revealed to be alive at the end, that might be interesting. A quick cameo by Shia right at the end. So Russell, Shia LaBeouf beat the shit out of his girlfriend, admitted to it, won't say sorry, but also went around killing dogs. He's a dog murderer. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you, you know, I mean, t- take your pick. Do you hate dog killers? Because he kills dogs. Do you hate dog killers more or girlfriend beaters more? Because he's both. So I don't see, I don't see him c- climbing out from this. And so the only thing that they could have done was uh, recast Mutt, and I would be, I would be okay with that. Like, like I'm, I'm okay with the idea if they ever want to recast Mutt. And it turns out he's been in a fucking like, you know what I mean? Like, like in the Viet Cong fucking prison this whole time. And he fucking bust out like <laughs> he's like Ram Mutt. Ram yeah. Ram yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he comes back and he's a little bit different now. A little bit changed. <laughs> they got, um, who is the guy who played Stallone's kid in that Rocky movie? They get him to be. Yeah. Mutt, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, R- Russell. I was like, I heard that. I was like, no fucking way. Like when I heard that about him, you know, I thought that was like absurd. Uh, look, so, look into it, and yeah, he pretty much admits it. And uh, yeah, he that guy. So as far as it goes, I'm just like, fuck that dude. Don't care what your fucking problems are. Okay, no, Jason, we was going to get Ezra Miller to be mud, but you know what happened on the way to the market? <laughs> so <laughs> Ezra Miller crazy. is Indy's other son, and they both yeah. turn up. Oh, yeah, yeah. that role's cursed, Jason. It's cursed. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones and the cursed son. No one's saying you can't, you can't cast no one. I thought Uh-oh. I'd play him, but, you know, I can't wear a cowboy hat in the 60s. It's not good. Uh-oh, guys. Hollywood Reporter. Oh. <gasps> Um, oh it looks like there's there's uh there's a, a cure oh maybe it's just a dumb movie i thought it was like actual drama with the colkins and and pedro pascal but i think it's a movie that they're doing together um anyways though yeah, yeah update, so, it's not updating me that's that's a shame i just look back did, did you see feloni when i did the voice no yeah no, i flipped it's... over but it did not see look are. at that there's a delay Oh, that's really? great, Streamyard! Really good job on the joke, Streamyard. That's that's just no, freaking no. wonderful. Like, sounds like user that? error to me. But no, but yeah, I, I don't know how to turn on the Filoni cartoon or not. Like, yeah, I, I've never seen you do it, so I don't know. What is what is what this? Um, Jonesy Jonesy says, um, "Have you ever known the story of a movie in advance and it turned out better on screen than you could have expected beforehand? Almost every time." That's the, usually knowing beforehand makes it better because you tend to shorthand everything and stuff like that. So it, it's, I'll, I'll it's, give you a specific example. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't get to see any Filoni. Will you fucking go away? It's gonna be like a fucking two minute wait for this. Anyway, so funny, I'm, you know. fucking streamer, it's ruining my jokes. But so in the eighties, I didn't get to see any cool movies. The cool ones, the 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 ones you all wanted, the ones we remember. I, I only movies I got to see in the movie theaters was the ones, the free ones that the radio station, the Q106, was given tickets away to because my uncle, that's how he made his living. Like he just yeah. shit off the radio. 
So I never got to see Batman or even Spaceballs, nothing fucking fun. But I would read the novelizations first because they'd be out like a month sometimes, sometimes three months before the movie yeah. came out. You know, and so like the Batman novelization had a bunch of shit in it that wasn't in the movie. There's a whole thing where he's on horseback and, you know, it's when, uh, when he does the let's, you want to get nuts bit and they, you yeah. know, he's dead. There's a whole thing. But the movie plays way better than the novelization, you know? Right. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. And the jokes in the Spaceballs book weren't as, they weren't the jokes you get in the movie for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it, it does. It does happen. But the Phantom Menace book was better than the movie. Sorry to say. Um, to yeah. Say. The, the, well, the, yeah, because it's ex, it's expanded. So any questions Correct. that you had, it, it it delves into. But I would also say, like, you know, they they released the, the novelization before. You are able to read it. And so I, that's why I had a good time with it. I mean, the, the, the problems that were there, I was like, oh, well, I know. But anyways, um, I thought they were going to have uh, Junior says – I thought they were going to have Indy time travel back to Jesus' crucifixion, and Indy saves him, pulls him off the cross. Saves no. Jesus. He Ooh. goes, you're not Mel Gibson. <laughs> you know you know what's funny about, about that, Baymax? He says, except for Kenobi. On the, Elites, what the, on the Elites for Kenobi, what's funny is there were things where I'm like, I don't know why he doesn't cross the fire. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It doesn't, like, nobody told me. They just doesn't. And then, like, you watch the, the movie, and it's the same. Like, it's, like, literally, like, the same on that one, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of no kind of funny. But, well, no, I mean, the, 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 reason, the reason behind it is that it, he's he's letting Kenobi run so he could chase him. But it's just in that narrative. Yes, do, you, do you feel it? Silly. Do you get it? No, no. You know? No, not really. But, um, yeah, but I think... Uh, when when I read this the the synopsis for Dial of Destiny, I was like, it sounds like it's a good story to me, and it sounds like you know if it's if it's the execution is done like an indie movie, I think it's going to be a good indie movie. You know, it, it, I don't I don't think it's going to have like like um, Crystal Skull. I think you know it just has like those like those like blemished moments that people couldn't get past. Um, some of them really stupid. Like I, like I've always said, the the the, the waterfall sequence is the actual breaking moment for the film, not fucking CGI monkeys. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And it's like, what so if, if he the, had gone back and passed to, and he did go to Vietnam, and then they just use all the footage from other Vietnam movies, like like uh, Full Metal Jacket, like, they do now. the Back to the Future bit, but he's running through scenes from <laughs> yeah, American Graffiti Two. He sees he sees Toad. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. But all right, Are there well, any we did funny it. Vietnam movies. Like, did they do any comedic? I don't remember there being any comedic Vietnam movies, right? Yeah, there's not really like 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 they kind of put that like on like Catch Twenty Two, which is a novel for, but like, Catch Twenty Two for like World War with World War Two and like Mash. They kind of like they kind of like moved it to a different conflict than that one. Like, at, you know, in the Vietnam like time in yeah, post vietnam time yeah, yeah 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 so so you you end up with like yeah with like not really i mean the only thing i could think of that ever made a vietnam joke was ghost or was a uh, back to the future part two was surf vietnam because at the time you're like you can never surf in vietnam <laughs> you know and then now you can yeah. so now it's not even like it's, right right 
Yeah. Junior Junior says, yeah, the story is pretty cool. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is really hot. She looks really good in it, yeah. Um, she, she's skinny just like Harrison Ford likes them. I I don't have any problems with her. I think, I think she's hot. Um, fan, hey, how's it going, fandom? Says, loving the stream, fellas. Can't wait for Indy. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. I, I do. I, I think it's going to be like a good – I think Indiana Jones fans are going to be fine with it. And my question hap is more like if it is to form um, in terms of like the way it's made, um, do modern audiences that watch Fast and the Furious and like, you know, Tom Cruise movies, do they fucking get it? Hey, do they go with it? No, I, uh, that, I'll that, get it. Yeah. But, yeah, but you're, you're also in your 40s. You watch Tom and, Cruise movies. I don't watch Tom Cruise movies. You saw Top Gun like three times. Okay. Yeah, Top Gun. It's a Tom Cruise movie. I don't watch like Top Gun. Okay, I meant the Tom Cruise movie. Rob, Rob. I mean Mission Impossible. I mean Christopher McQuarrie made 2023. How action movies are done today? Can you can will will people understand that Top Gun? That will will people understand that Indiana Jones? I know, and and I would also say that Top Gun Two isn't made like Top Gun One. Top Gun Two is made like it's fucking made today. It's not done. It, right. it does throwback shit, and people because people just forget. But it doesn't use like the editing conventions of 1986 and stuff like that. And like right. Indiana Jones is 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 a series, and you do have to stick to it for the most part. Like 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 and like I said, like like I'm not a big fan of when the the sequel trilogy does like flashbacks, which wasn't something that their first six Star Wars movies did. I'm not really a fan of this one doing it when like your other back though, when the other four the force don't, back being, you know, being a limited force power, you know what I mean? Like is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean that never that's, do anything with it again. That's what makes it like, well, the problem is, is that yet they go and they, 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 they set up intrigue and then the, it's like a, they, they tell you the yeah. fucking joke and they, there, there was no punchline written to the joke. I mean, that's I the know, fucking that's problem J. with J. it. Abrams, yeah. That's JJ fucking Abrams for us. So, but, but, so this movie, it's funny because it's damned if it doesn't, it's damned if it doesn't. If it doesn't follow the Spielberg conventions entirely, Mm -hmm. then you end up being like, that's not Indiana fucking Jones. But if you follow brilliant 80s action, like, like, you know, the 80s action adventure film, 100%, can modern audiences like dig with it? I, I don't know. But I think as a fan of it, I win either way. The reason why I went either way, because this movie could come out and make one fucking dollar, but it exists. I don't care if they make another one because Harrison Ford's not making another one. He's he's, he's like he's in, he's in his fucking eighties. The time by the time they got the fucking script done and got into production, he's not going to be making movies. So this is the last one, whether Ford wants it to be or not. That's just life. And so, as far as I'm concerned, like as a as an Indiana Jones fan, if the movie's good, I win. If the movie sucks and it takes forever for them to make another one and to like do something else with other people and to see what happens, uh, then that's where I lose. But if it's if yeah, it's fucking halfway decent, Rocketeers in the movie. <laughs> well, Indiana Jones and a Rocketeer pack and shit. Like I, I wouldn't so. worry about. I would really wouldn't worry about that. Like I said, because I believe that wholeheartedly that they will do more Indiana Jones movies uh, yeah, without like James, Harrison like James Ford. Bond. You know, mm-hmm. I was bringing this up the other day. Like, Kathy Kennedy came out and said that she wants to release the Star Wars films to mimic James Bond. 
Yeah. But really, like, and I, I get all that. I'm not denying that. I get, I get the idea behind it. Yeah. But um, Indiana Jones was James Bond at one point, you know? Like, so it's like, it's rooted in James Bond. So having yeah. another actor take over the role and kind of like jumping around endless adventures in different eras, you know, just makes sense, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like Batman. How many adventures did one, can one guy have in a well? <laughs> you know what? No, no you know what? Like, like, like my my take on James Bond is, I would always I would always set James Bond like in the sixties and seventies personally, and like I, and that's that. and that's that's how I like with with Indiana Jones, like there there's aspects of the indie universe that like like for instance, if this movie is successful and does really really well. And like they decide to do a spinoff with uh, Helena. Like, what's kind of cool about that is we get to we get to go with her into the seventies, and then but within a decade we're in nineteen eighty, and then we're into that romancing the stone fucking style thing, and which it actually like would get song? to rip off what you know what I mean? What was ripping it off? Right. And uh, so, anyways, like like so there is stuff I hope like that I could see working and like could happen like through this and. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know if she's, if the character sucks or not. And every single thing I've seen in the trailers, every single thing I've seen in the clips, she's good. She looks, she's fucking beautiful. She's good. She's like a good Indiana Jones, all that. So I'm like, so I'm not, I'm not really thinking it's going to be terrible, but then you have people that are like, she's terrible. And it's like, um, there's people that don't like C3PO because C3PO is the foil to the group's like intent, right? But that's the point. And in Indiana Jones films, the they're never a happy family who all get along and want the same things. You know what I mean? Like that's never that's not how this genre works. So so like there's people that like think you know she's standing up to Indiana Jones. And and, it was Jewel of the Nile, Jason, when the tough get going. All right. Oh yeah yeah. 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 Way. Do, 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 do. When the yeah. Gets and, Remember that one? Yeah. And and yeah, it's like and and I like I like Jewel of the Nile romancing the stone, but like when you watch them, you're like, oh, there's such a difference between Indiana Jones and what this does. Like there's such a huge difference. Like and it's it's fucking uh what's his name, which is surprising. I think that's only why uh you know that's something why it's, it's that's even only reason why it's even what watchable. If, it's because it's a What if we live in a world where where Shia LaBeouf didn't murder dogs and beat up his girlfriend right yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous what do we live in that world and and in and in the story mud mm-hmm. decided to cash in on his dad's adventures and he he's a writer of pulp novels indiana jones it's all these adventures indiana jones never had but he wrote all these other adventures right <laughs> really? i mean huh? yeah i i uh marion could have done that too she could have wrote she could have been a writer yeah, I, I I think I think like I said I I think he's you know he's dead for now, but if they were to continue it, you know like when it, what if you made a Helena movie and then like I said she she, she rescues him and he wasn't dead and just recast. I, I I think you do I do think you don't let Shia. I mean I think it was a good idea to have his death be what puts Indy into this to his place in the story. I think that was smart, but um. Yeah, but it doesn't have to mean that. It doesn't he doesn't have to stay dead if they don't want him to? You know, the whole point is like Indy believing one thing and then being shown another thing. That's that, that's that's the character development, not not the uh, history of the the moment. You know, but um, he goes back in time and ends up in that scene from the Deer Hunter 
or Mike <laughs> playing Russian roulette with mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Remember that yeah. scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got to stop him. Oh, man. Yeah. Deer Hunter. Well, anyways, all right. I'm going to go. I'm done. I'm tired. I read too much today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll talk Tough about the uh, Star Wars news. Oh, and uh, before we go, uh, Phantom said something I wanted to hit really quickly. Phantom, Phantom Empire said, that being said, the, em- the Embracer group had their earnings call today and was heavily hinted that the KOTOR remake is aiming for release next year, even though they haven't shown us any of the game yet. Yeah, and I think it was a Jeff Grubb or somebody like that was like saying, I don't think that game's ever going to come out. And it's being put around saying that he said it's not going to come out. But he just said it was like him and his opinion based off of the, the flow of things, you know? But I will say, if it doesn't, sh- if we don't see it at that PlayStation event um, this week, I- I'm. These venture really... capitalists get into video games thinking like they can just will shit to fucking happen. You know what I mean? Like games are so hard to make, Jason. When you actually, I know there's plenty of indie dev things you can go. You can watch uh, the Double Fine Psych Odyssey documentary for you if you want to see how hard. It's a pretty fucking brutally honest documentary. It's the closest I can, I can relate to to how like games get made, but they're super difficult, mm-hmm. you know. And to make a big RPG thing, dude, and 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 that group that was managing that was like middleman. They're like the middle. How do I say? They outsource different sections to different mini studios. I don't know, man. Like you just can't, you just can't uh, will that into being in twelve months. It's, it's a yeah. really big thing, you know. Really, yeah. Tons of dialogue. You know, those I mean, those RPGs are insane. You know. Yeah, I, I think Bespin was was saying one time on the show that like they basically squandered a hundred million dollars on that game right right at the start for for a demo, and then they didn't even use that that in the studio. They ended up changing it. So I, I don't know at what point they pull out on the game. There's a certain point where the game will not be profitable. So we'll have to we'll have to see um, how much longer they can go before they just don't make the game. Uh, General Grievous is doesn't have high expectations for any five at the moment. So yeah, hopefully when you see it, you uh, you are pleased. I, I don't know. Yeah, if it if it does, I will say though, if it does suck, if I don't like it. Between that and Willow, we'll be like in episode nine. I'll be like, okay, I guess I'm not really following the shit anymore. You know, at if, what if, point if it's do, you, do you think there should be a leadership change if that's the case? Like, well, the the uh, the uh, thing about it is, is that it I don't even see leadership change necessarily fixing these things. You know, I, I, I don't Carl, kind of Disney down problem, right? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, I the thing is, the things I find completely, utterly magical and unique and uh, you know exceptional were fucking exceptional, and when they become the mainstream number one thing that that the production companies make now, it's not exceptional anymore. So, you know, it's like, how do you, you don't just sit down and go, I'm going to write an exceptional film. I mean, I know you know this, Rob. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm going to write the best song ever written right now and then go and do it. And, um, yeah, you don't make like, a viral video, you know, it's, right. I mean, you know, there's like, there's obviously things you can do to, to tee up to make it more likely. 
And usually I don't see the, 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 the leadership at Lucasfilm stopping that part of it. I don't see like Kathleen Kennedy not pulling in like some of the fucking like best people or inspired people and then giving them apparently the tools that, that they usually the tools that they need. So if it doesn't, you know, and it's just like, if it doesn't connect that I'm like, as I said, I think I'm just going to be like, wow, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm not going to follow this stuff anymore, you know, between shitting the bed on episode nine, uh, Willow and Indiana Jones. I mean, at that point, that's fucking like three strikes for me, you know? That's that's three big strikes. Oh, so if this movie sucks, end of the podcast? Or we'll, 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 podcast. we'll just do, we'll just cover other stuff that we're into, that we're interested Marvel? in. Marvel? No, no, not, I'm not into it. Uh, I mean, I, I would, but face, I don't know. Poker you know, face, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we can team up with Jeff Snyder and just cover weird indie films, right? Like A24s, <laughs> no. no? No. No. Yeah. What else do you like, well, Jason? Fortnite? Mm, it's gonna be become the Fortnite by making Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> Ma- make Fortnite. Oh God, no! You think yeah, you people hate like, me now? Just wait till I have to talk about that for an hour. Like Rob, <laughs> this new Spider Verse skin. What do you think? Just, just play the game, Rob. No. Why are you on this podcast? Because I pay to be here. <laughs> yeah. Jonesy says the Ahsoka series post production is expected to be finished during during may 23rd yeah i don't i don't know about well, we the can't quit the podcast just yet because we still have and or season two yeah All right. yeah i mean yeah i, I know and or season two that's that's when i'd be like yeah that's i'm definitely in, in you know that one should be good but go right being gone for the end of it doesn't ruin it um yeah, disney well. insiders yeah, so that so that there's there's no Disney insiders saying anything. There was a fucking poster, um, poster leak, and on the poster it said that, and um, they removed it. So I got to think the poster's probably, well, you could you could, you could have two perspectives on that one, Josie. The date was right, and they just removed it, and then never updated us that that was the date, or the date was wasn't correct, and that's why they they removed it. I'm of the opinion that the date wasn't correct because it wasn't even, it was like a Thursday, not a Wednesday. It didn't really make sense. It would come out on that day. And uh, so there's, there's things about it that make me think probably not. Um, But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen with those productions, especially with this, with this writer strike. I don't, I don't know if like, you know, Filoni is able to, to really, wrap it up or are they just taking it from him and finishing it and hoping that it's, you know, to his liking and that the strike is over and he's able to make any tuning or did he, did he, did he, did he leave directions about how everything was supposed to go for the strike? <laughs> I, I don't know. I wish I could turn the cartoon on. I'd have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. This is, is a weird delay today. I don't, let's see if it turns on. He, he, I think he put out map quest no. probably. No, probably, probably what he would do. But, um, oh. why? Is yeah. Delay. Yeah, I don't. I'm talking I don't, to you in real time. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I can hear you in real time. I don't get it. I'm yeah. talking. <laughs> the image delays. Yeah, it's so weird. But um, yeah. So the the, the post production, you know, it, it it should be wrapping up here. Like, like, but we don't really know. I don't think anybody does. And until until they say we 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 it's wrapped, we're all done. But we never hear about post-production rap, really. Usually, we don't know. 
they usually don't want us to know that. They don't want us to That's know true. when a series is just waiting to be released and they're sitting on it for six months because it's convenient for them and their release schedules or whatever it happens to be. Um, yeah, so so I don't I don't know. I, I I'm I'm hoping that uh, yeah I'm hoping that 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 Ahsoka though is gonna nail it because if the Ahsoka series comes out and that one sucks too, and then Mando three and Boba didn't really go. I'm, I'm like then I have really low hopes for that film. In fact, if Ahsoka sucks, yeah. I don't even want that film to happen. Like that's where yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be at. You know, yeah, we don't we don't need that as a film at that point. Um, but but that said, I'm not I'm not pessimistic about about indie. Like I'm not convinced that it's a bad film based off of off of the uh, the story that we heard. And then I like I hold the story that that we heard against the criticisms of the story, and I'm like. It seems like you're just tr really trying to take a perspective, but but clearly the movie didn't wow those people. Um, Mando wanted to become an exceptional global phenomenon. I'm, I'm even gonna I'm even gonna amend that and just say Grogu did because it was also basic. But right. leadership did pretty well greenlighting the cash cow. You can't plan that to happen. True, just like you can't plan a, a number one hit single. Exactly. I mean, you just can't. You can't say I'm gonna do. You know, it's is this is gonna be good. And, and sometimes you could even do the opposite. We're like, you know what? We're going to give them all the money and all the time. And that one point in the production, everything is great. And then they, they have so much money and time that, that they just fuck it up, that they overthink it or overdo it, add too much ADR, explaining obvious shit, stuff like that. Like there is, you know, anything that could happen with the stuff. So that's why I, I a part of me is like sort of excited for the post kathleen kennedy lucasfilm not because i i have a problem with her or, or i dislike her or i think she's the problem just to be like what's the shakeup going to do you know and but that could be a nightmare scenario too it's just like uh, people voted for donald trump because they just wanted to see that they, they, they thought the shakeup might put us someplace different that they're completely idi idiots and completely wrong it was fucking fool foolish to think that but uh, and, and obvious but that's kind of where I'm at with this is like, who would replace her? Who would, who would it be? And what would they bring and what would change? You know, what would the, what would the uh, strengths of that Lucasfilm be that we don't have now? You know, at, at a certain point, Kennedy will have brought everything that she has to give to it. And it will just be, you know, she just going through, going through the motions, doing it over and over and over again. So somebody with a fresh perspective eventually will be good. And I, I, I mean, she's in her seventies now, so it's pretty soon she's going to want to retire. I would assume, you know, I would think, but but uh, and well, Michelle but, Regwan is not taking over. No, she's gone. Um, yeah. yeah, I would, I would have to, I would have to think though that like, because I'm of the of the perspective. Like I've always said this: if you get a creative producer in there because she's not one and all of the internet doesn't realize this if they get a creator producer in there though Dave Filoni becomes it you just get that Filoni flavor I don't I, I, I could be wrong but I don't know if 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 Filoni for instance was the guy running it I don't really think he would ever be the guy off the top of my head I, I doubt it right now but if he was does he give us Andor can Dave Filoni give us Andor. Like, it, I think that's a really, 
like fair question. And and I don't know if the answer is is yes. But he's he's never been a produce. I mean, he he ran the Clone Wars, but he wasn't producing Clone Wars, right? So it's more still a creative role. I mean, when you're when you're greenlighting projects and producing them, that's why Gunn has Saffron, Peter Saffron, Peter yeah. Saffron's handling all that business stuff. You know, like you can't you can't be creatively involved. Well, and and no we don't time in the day, dude. Even and, even, and, even Feige. That, that was well that was an idea that rob i think feige was putting in that you know, all that that isn't that isn't you that is exactly the 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 structure that they have at lucasfilm right now the the structure of the warner brothers thing is mirroring the star wars things um division not the marvel it's actually modeled after star wars from what i understand like kathy is doing the yes and then there's all of these vps like feloni would be the creative uh Right. Is that he's not a VP, but is it so? It, it's not you know she's just yeah. Uh, but then a president producer to a CEO role is different. Yeah. I mean they got get spreadsheets mm -hmm. and fucking a bunch of other shit you got to deal with all day. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's like um and and that's that's like like Kennedy's doing like a very similar thing to what Gunn and what's his name are doing. Like it's not like really that actually that that different, but I think the main difference is in the perception of the cre of the creatives holding all the cards. Right. Because I believe was it was was gun they didn't offer the job to gun. They offered it to the other nope. guy. The other guy said, I want gun to be my co because like he knows yep. the shit. I don't I'm not a nerd. I'm a fucking Peter cool Saffron. ass producer. Peter Saffron. Yeah. So no so so like like it, it went like that. And um so so you know but we'll we'll have to see because if they don't produce or if they have, if they end up essentially following this pattern that, that Lucasfilm has at DC by some chance, um, kind of say that maybe that's not the way to do this. You know, I mean, I, I doubt that'll happen. I, I think they'll bring, I think they'll make good films, but you never know. Um, Kratos says, are we sure this is the official plot synopsis? Well, there's no official plot synopsis, so it's not official. Like, um, but is this stuff is this stuff in the films? Yes, I have had it confirmed from people who saw the film that this is like what what happens. Uh, but once again, whenever you have a leaker, whether it's that person, whether it's Bespin or me, you're beholden to how we wrote it and how we interpreted it. And like, you and I could go see a movie, and we could write what happened in a scene, and Rashomon the affect the fuck out of that where we just see it from totally two different perspectives you know socioeconomics fucking come into play all of these things come into play with how this stuff is reiterated so it's it's just a, have chat gpt like explain to you the plot to a movie and see how interesting that fucking sounds you know yeah yeah, yeah. and and then and then like i said kratos i don't know if you heard at the start um this person i believe is french and they're writing in english and then we had to edit that because it was very difficult to read at times. So Bespin did a pass on it. So it's, you know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like give it give it room, give it room to breathe. Uh, don't hold its feet to the fire off of anything that was in there because you know it might be incomplete, it might be a misinterpretation. Remember, this is somebody who saw the movie one time and then is reiterating what they saw days later too. I think they're doing a very good job considering you, you like, know how I've much seen how much data how much data is in a film like that yeah the person who's the best at that's kevin smith 
Because mm-hmm. anytime Kevin Smith would go see a movie, he'd go, here's my review of uh, Guardians 2. And then he would just tell the whole movie from beginning to end. I'm like, that's not a review. He literally just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't need a... That man has a memory for some. That's crazy. Like, I R- couldn't R- recite to you a movie, you know, scene by scene by scene, but with every little detail. I, I soak it in. I get it, do, but... Do you remember when I went to that fucking test screening and I came back and I pretty much did that for you? <laughs> that one time? Yeah, and I was like... that. That's not a that's not a review. You just <laughs> stole the whole movie in your head and just told everybody. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like like Six. like when when I if I look at a, if I look at a film or like something I'm seeing, I'm I am able to like turn on like super concentration mode, activate, and then look at it and then like sit there and, and do it. But if I just sit down to passively watch a movie and then try to do it, that's when I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like if I know this is special, fucking pay attention, perk up. I can do it, but if it, if you if I just randomly went to see a movie and I didn't care, I couldn't do it. But um, yeah, says for example, the time loop thing. How did it originate? If Archimedes didn't ha- have the clock's knowledge to create the dial without Valder's watch, and that's why we're calling it a paradox in at least the way it was was like was like written. And yeah, and, and I I think that is that is sort of how the story. I think the story is going to atone itself. With the fact that it, that is a paradox, and then in in doing so, and them and I, I don't really know how they get back. Like they don't show it, but like, do we see like the electricity in the sky? We just know that they walk into it. Like the she just just walk them through it, and then now they're now they're home. The delight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so so there's there's like little things there, but I do think that it the the Voller's watch. Is what creates those other watches that he was trying to make. So I think they, I think they did inadvertently participate in this time paradox kind of thing. I think that's the implication. But when we see the movie, that's that, that's when when we'll know. And one of the positive things about going through these spoilers like this is when we do see it, we are going to be able to evaluate. Like, like there's going to be people who leave that movie going, "That's fucking dumb because of this," and they won't, they might misunderstand it and then call it dumb. Whereas we're going to know and understand it. And if it is dumb, be able to call it that with some, we are prepared. You know, that's the way I look at it. So, and uh, there's been a lot of studies. There's been credible studies that it, people who follow spoilers enjoy films more. And um, yeah, so, you know, this probably should help according to most studies, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, you, the younger generation won't know this, but... Like every so, fucking film we ever cra- wanted to see as a kid was spoiled for us, Jason. Right? Kratos. Every one of them. Oh, yeah. Kratos says, to me, this ending of True is a consequence of Lucasfilm's reshoots. So that's what you're going to hear, Kratos, for fucking certain. But you can go back to my show and you can see that it. I put out that Marion was in was in the film yeah, before you before, before that would have happened. So, which proves that isn't true, and the, the the grifters they won't they won't acknowledge that they won't acknowledge that 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 exists that that happened because it will will, will ruin their narrative. But one hundred percent, Kratos, I believe, or Kratos, that will uh, is it Kratos? Yeah, it's Kratos. Um, will fucking pop up like that. That will be a narrative thing, and it's actually we can prove is not tr- is isn't true. Folks, because do you know of, how of happy when Jason I, was? The day he what? told me Mary was coming back, <laughs> yeah. Jason was gonna break. He was so happy, and nobody watched that video. 
Well, you, nobody you know what, cared. You know, you know what happened was I, I, we did, we did the video, and then like the, you know those those people that like do like the the tweet thing where they will like, um, and then they just like want the likes on their like the tweets. They just take the info from articles and do that. Like I got a bunch of those, so it, it, it at least got the credit, the credit in some ways on some pretty big tweets from that. So, um, I don't know if it ever brought anybody over, but yeah, but we'll see. But um, Jonesy says Dave Filoni is, is is that he is good at connecting the old with the new. He doesn't hate the prequels like both Kathy Kennedy and JJ do. He also worked closely with George Lucas. Gives me hope. So I don't think Kennedy hates the hates the uh, the uh, prequels. I think she's very pro George and very much a producer who, you know, champions the uh, directors and like works for them. I think that it Disney and the marketing were afraid of the prequels more than anything. But also when you look at today, you can't, I mean, I've seen more battle droids and trade Federation content than I saw in the prequel films in Kathy Kennedy's era. An acolyte. You know what I mean? It's an acolyte, you know? The Trade Federation or it's, the Nimodians are in acolyte. It's, like, it's 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 an acolyte. It's in this video game that just came out. It's in uh not for that, now, it's the, all over. The, coolest, and, the yeah. coolest fucking part of Rise of Skywalker was that trailer where they put the duel of the fates in there and then they didn't even use it. <laughs> like, like, <so>. yeah. <laughs> what is that? Jingle says, I'm actually pretty excited to see Ray back in action for episode 10. Um Daisy Ridley is really hot. Yeah, I mean that that movie, you know, obviously won't be episode ten, but they will do episode ten for sure. Um, Kratos says, "I I uh, missed that video or part of that video. I trust you both. Uh, till now, as I've heard from you, was was um, particularly accurate. Thanks for the answers. Yeah, I always do my best to to accurately say what I believe is happening and um, what I hear. You know, so I'm not right all all the time, but I usually write." Because I'm, if I don't have anything to say, uh, I just usually don't say it. So that's the way to be, I guess. All right. Well, anyways, um, I'm my kids are home from school, and I gotta make snacks. It's it's they're having a snack attack. So uh, I, I I let them walk home on their own today for the second time. Yeah, we're trying it. We're trying it. So, but anyways, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow, um, probably at one o'clock Pacific Standard Time talking about whatever the star wars news is hopefully it's good news and uh so we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll, we'll have a show tomorrow either way so we'll see everybody then and uh that's i guess this will probably be our last indiana jones show uh, until we see the movie i think i think we've i think right? we've kind of i think we've done it all now so <laughs> all right <laughs> no wait, wait. Well. maybe maybe when john williams's score goes up on the the stream oh right? we'll, we'll talk about listening to that right yeah, I'll, I'll probably, listen to we it. We probably will. I'll listen yeah, to it. I'll listen to it. Might not, might not come out top of the movie though. So we'll see. But all right, all right. Okay. Rob, um, I need you to try to fi- figure out what happened today with that Dave Filoni graphic. I mean, well, what, what's wrong, dude? Is something Streamyard? You know, what's going on? Oh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I mean, Streamyard. I mean, look, I mean, I'm able to put. I'm, I don't have any problem getting it yeah. up, Rob. Why do you have a problem getting it up? Oh well. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, th- th- thanks, Rob. You got an um, hour? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I think Ron misses the German girls. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, and then thank you. I will see everybody tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.